I'm Dr. Joe Esposito, and welcome to our podcast for the health of it. Remember to subscribe to our podcasts, and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. The information presented on this program is not intended to take the place of your personal physician's advice, and it is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Discuss this information with your own physician or healthcare provider to determine what is right for you. Are you suffering needlessly? Dr. Joe can give you advice on how to naturally get well and stay well. Dr. Joe Esposito. Today we're talking about food and drug interactions that you probably didn't even know existed. Now, so many people are taking medications every day, but nobody seems to sit down with the patient and say, hey, listen, this is how to take the medication. Sometimes they'll tell you why. I mean, patients come in all the time and say, well, Dr. John, I need medications. And I'll say, what are you taking them for? I don't know. Okay, no one ever explained it to you? Well, I maybe originally, but I don't know. So there can be drug-drug interactions. There can be food-drug interactions. When you take the medication has a lot to do with the, uh, how, how the medication works. So it's really important you pay attention to this. Even something as simple as an aspirin can have a food-drug interaction that can be really serious. So food-drug interactions occur when your food and your medicine interfere with each other. Interactions can happen with both prescription and over-the-counter meds. These include antacid, vitamins, even iron pills. So not all medicines are affected by food. Some, though, are affected by what you eat and even when you eat. So that's why if you're taking a medication, make sure you read the directions. It's not a game. It's not something you should jerk around with because the medications can have very serious consequences. So taking medication at the same time you eat can cause your body sometimes not to absorb the medication or certain foods can delay or decrease the absorption of the drug. So for example, you should not combine dairy and antibiotics. How many people knew that? Raise your hands. I bet you hardly anyone knew that. This is why some medications should be taken on an empty stomach, like one hour before or two hours after eating. But even that I have to question. Because if I eat cantaloupe, cantaloupe is gonna get out of my, from my stomach into my small intestine in about 20 minutes, maybe a half hour. If I eat a steak, which I won't do, of course, I don't eat meat, but if I was to eat a steak, it might be six hours before it goes from my stomach into my small intestine. So even those guidelines are pretty loose, and you may not get the full benefit of the medication if you're doing these things. So some medications cannot be taken with certain types of food. Food can cause a reaction that changes the effect of the medication. It also can create a heightened side effect. For example, if you're having grapefruit or grapefruit juice, well, cholesterol medications. How many people knew that's an issue? How many people knew this? Birth control pills can be affected by grapefruits and grapefruit medication. How well they work. <gasps> no one ever told me that. Yeah, pretty serious. That's why you want to listen to this show. So it may not be you taking medications, but I'm sure you know someone who's taking medications. Now, I'm a chiropractor. I don't prescribe medication. I try to get to the cause of the problem and not just treat the symptoms. So if you're taking medications, uh, patients come to me all the time, say, Dr. Joe, I want to get off my blank, a statin drug or blood pressure or cholesterol. I'll say, listen, I'm not here to tell you to stop taking your medication. My job is to get you well enough so that hopefully you don't need the medication. So that's what we're talking about today. Today we're talking about medications, but I'm going to intersperse things that you can do that you can hopefully get off the medication and not need it. And here's the thing, I, I, I associate with doctors all day, every day. Sometimes I'm exhausted going from lunches to dinners to meetings, uh, medical doctors. And all of them have one goal. Their goal is to not give you medication if they don't have to. But many times they don't have any other choices. They don't know what else to do. So that's what we have this show for, to give you options and alternatives. Not to do in place of medications, 
if you're taking medications, keep doing it, but to get you well enough so you don't need them. So for example, if you take an ACE inhibitor, just dilate your blood vessels, you should avoid foods high in potassium, such as bananas. On the other hand, some medications are easier uh, to handle when taken with food. So if you don't take them with food, you might feel nauseous or dizzy. Always talk to your doctor or your pharmacist before taking a new medication. I would even recommend talking to your pharmacist. If I had to pick one, I usually, when I have a question, I usually go to a pharmacist, because doctors are busy, and, and they may not know all the interactions that a pharmacist would know. That's what a pharmacist does. So if you have a question about your medication, always a good idea to talk to your pharmacist. Now, you can tell, uh, they can tell you about possible food-drug interactions. So let's go over some important tips that I want you to follow. Read the prescription label on the container. If you don't understand something, again, ask your doctor, ask your pharmacist. Read all directions, read the warnings and interactions and the precautions. In those medications, there's always this little tiny pamphlet. My friend Clark Howard call, calls it mice type. It looks like a mouse typed it. And mice type, it's so tiny. Read it because it can have an adverse effect on your life. Even over-the-counter medication can cause problems. If you take acetaminophen, I'll probably cover this again later, but if you take acetaminophen just for pain, right? Ibuprofen is for inflammation, I and I, ibuprofen inflammation. Acetaminophen is to block pain because when pain occurs, there's a cascade effect that occurs. One chemical affects another chemical, affects another chemical, sends a message to your brain and says, hey, that hurts. Acetaminophen blocks that flow of chemicals and so you don't feel the pain. Works great in some cases. However, if you take acetaminophen, it's going to deplete your liver of something called glutathione. Glutathione is the master antioxidant in the body. On our website, drjoe.com, we have a supplement, Dr. Joe's Glutathione. And the reason it's there is because it's so important for your body. So if you're taking acetaminophen and you're blowing out your glutathione, glutathione helps heal the liver. It helps build the immune system. It helps prevent certain diseases from forming. So you're saying, well, I'm just getting acetaminophen, no big deal, it's over the counter, I, got it. I, I bought it, you know, a dollar for this big bottle. It can't be dangerous. Yes, it can. Now, if I have a headache and I take an acetaminophen one time, eh, probably no big deal. But if you're taking acetaminophen on a regular basis, I'm going to strongly recommend you take some glutathione. If you drink a lot of alcohol, glutathione. If you take other medications, glutathione. If you have a weak immune system, glutathione. Glutathione is wonderful. And most of us are depleting our sores of glutathione. When you can build up that glutathione level in the body, it's just amazing how much better your body functions. So again, if you take the medication, that's your call, but just you know, mitigate some of the damages. Take all your medications with a full glass of water. How many people do this? They take medication, take a sip, and they walk away. No, unless your doctor tells you otherwise, I want a full glass of water with your medication. Don't stir your medication into your food or take the capsules apart unless your doctor tells you to. That can change the way the medication works. Now, with our supplements on the website, drjoe.com, our supplements are okay. If you want to take a capsule and open it up and put it in your food, that's fine. Certain pills, people say, I can't swallow pills. Put in a food processor. Put in a coffee grinder. Grind it up. Mix it with your food. Perfectly fine. Not all medications have that uh, flexibility. So just be careful with that. Don't mix your medications with hot drinks. Heat may keep the drug from working. So people say to me all the time, well, Dr. Joe, tell me about the supplements. One thing I tell you with the supplements is if you're going to take an enzyme, like Dr. Joe's enzyme support, Dr. Joe's super greens, Dr. Joe's essential source, the enzymes are heat sensitive. Anything above 110 degrees can kill the enzymes. So people say, well, I have to take it with my coffee in the morning. Not a good idea. 
because the coffee is an acid and the coffee is hot, it can break down the enzyme. So if you're going to take super green essential source digestive enzymes, I recommend you take it away from hot foods, especially coffee, which is a really strong acid. Don't take vitamins the same time you take your medicine. Now, this kills me because I'm, you know me, I'm Mr. Supplement. I love supplements and good foods. But vitamins and minerals can cause problems if taking with some medication. For example, if you're taking a thyroid medication, how many people take thyroid? Number one medicine I see in my practice that people take is blood pressure. Number two is cholesterol. Number three is thyroid medication. I'm betting that very few of you have ever read that little packet that comes with your thyroid medication that says don't take with uh, multivitamins. So if you're taking thyroid medication, take your multivitamin, take the super greens, the essential source at a different time of the day. It can affect the advocacy of the, of the function, a, a fun functionality of the thyroid medication. And never, under any circumstances, take your medicine with alcohol. I have seen this happen on numerous occasions. Oh, time for my meds. Oh, let me have a beer. Let me have some scotch. No, don't do that. Taking a new medic medicine can be really hard, especially if there's a risk of interactions. So what I want you to do is create a routine for taking one or all of your medications, things that might help. Keep a calendar for what time of day you take each one. Set an alarm to remind you to take each one. Using a pill box to manage your medicines. What I do with my supplements, same thing. Again, everyone should be taking at least Dr. Joe's Super Greens and Dr. Joe's Essential Source. I'm going to tell you about medicine that can actually have a, an interaction with Super Greens and Essential Source and what to do about it. Don't stop taking Super Greens and Essential Source, but I'm going to tell you if you're taking this medication, what to do about it. But I tell my patients, and myself included, I put my supplements right out in the morning, uh, right because when I wake up, I usually make a cup of tea. I make my tea, and as I'm making my tea, I'm taking my supplements. So I have to have a routine. You probably need to get a routine as well. Contact your doctor if you're taking supplements. Contact us if you have any questions about the food-drug interactions, if you have side effects when taking the medications, if you don't feel better or start to feel worse after starting to take a medication. Sometimes when I have people take Dr. Joe's Super Greens and Dr. Joe's Essential Source, they'll say, Dr. Joe, I took it, and oh my gosh, I had to run to the bathroom. Well, it's cleansing the body. It's, it's activating the bowels. Some people say, Dr. Joe, I was so hyper if I take Dr. Joe's nitric oxide support. That's why I tell people, if you're taking the nitric oxide support, which opens up your blood vessels, really good for circulation. I give it to my blood pressure patients. Uh, romantic function for men, very helpful. I say, cut back a little bit. So if you have a, pro a, a good or a bad interaction, let us know so that we then can say, hey, listen, this is how you might want to alter it to get you built up. Some people can't take too many supplements. They detoxify so quickly. The body starts to get the junk out and you start to feel a little worse. A good example might be if you have a candida infection. If you have a candida infection, a lot of people do, they have a candida yeast infection and they'll start taking medication to kill off the yeast and they feel terrible. Dr. Joe, I took this medicine my doctor gave me, I feel awful. Well, what it's doing is it's killing off the yeast. And as the yeast dies, the body has to get the yeast out of the system. So you've got all these dead yeast bodies floating around in your body and the body has to detoxify that. Even with supplements, when I put people on yeast protocols, I'll say, listen, if you start feeling bad, it's really not a bad thing. you got to work through it for a couple of days. But other times, you might want to say, listen, if you're feeling bad, something's wrong. So always talk to us. Is there a certain time of day you should take your medication? Check with your pharmacist, your doctor. Should I take my medicine with food or an empty stomach? Uh, do I need to avoid certain foods? What happens uh, if I eat certain foods? Are there any substances I need to avoid? Are there any interactions I need to be concerned about with other medications? This is why it's so important 
You talk to your pharmacists and say, listen, this doctor gave me this medication. This doctor gave me this medication. The pharmacist can say, time out. Hold on. We need to look into this. Let me call the doctor and let them know that these two medications don't work. Because if one doctor gives you one medication, they don't know what the other doctor did. So always be honest, please, with us. If you're coming in for health care, for neck pain, back pain, shoulder pain, chiropractic care, nutrition, digestive issues, you come see us. If you have medicine, medical issues, make sure you're telling your doctors about the other doctors you're seeing. The doctors, we don't get mad. Well, I don't want Dr. Joe to know that I went to another doctor. I don't care. I need to know so I can better treat you. So you've got to be honest when it comes to this. Some foods, even healthy foods, can make your medication less effective. Here's how I approach this. If you're on a medication, we need to talk about this. But my goal is to get you better so you don't need the medication. So if they say, well, if you take Dr. Joe's nitric oxide and it opens up the blood vessels and lowers the blood pressure, and you're taking a blood pressure medication, there might be a problem. The blood pressure might get too low. So then you have to make a decision. Am I going to go the healthy route or am I going to stick with the medication? And 100% of my patients go, I want to get off my medication. So again, I'm not telling you to come off the medication. I'm saying let's get you healthy enough so you don't need it. So eating healthy is critical for patients battling things like cardiovascular disease, also called heart disease. And in fact, it can reverse a condition or reduce the need for medication if you are eating the right foods. So this is why patients come to us and say, I want to get off the medications. What else can I do? But even healthy foods, including fruits and vegetables, can cause unintended and possibly dangerous interactions with certain medications. Perhaps the best known example, we talk about this all the time, is grapefruit, which uh, even pomegranate, most people don't even know pomegranate's an issue. It can alter the way certain cholesterol medications work. So if you're taking cholesterol medication, you probably don't want to eat grapefruits. Or another approach would be, what can I do to reduce my risk and not reduce my need for cholesterol medications? If you're taking cholesterol medications like statin drugs, statin drugs reduce the liver's ability to produce cholesterol. That's great. However, it's treating a symptom. It's not treating the cause. Most people with high cholesterol, it's not that they're producing too much cholesterol. It's that they're not recycling the old cholesterol. So then the cholesterol builds up. So two approaches. One is we can reduce the production of cholesterol in the body or clean up the liver so the liver can recycle the old cholesterol. Research has shown that one in 100 people have genetically high cholesterol. 99 out of 100 usually benefit tremendously by dietary changes. It's just that simple. Now, if you go to our website, drjoe.com, we've done a radio show on cholesterol. So just type in the search bar cholesterol and the radio shows will come up, some, some audio, some video, and you can learn about cholesterol. And the things that you can do naturally to help lower your cholesterol and get the liver recycling the old cholesterol again. It's really cool. And in the process, you get healthy. So there's no downside to that. But the same enzyme that produces cholesterol also produces something called coenzyme Q10, also called CoQ10. CoQ10 is vital because CoQ10 gets into the body and gets into the cells and causes the cells to produce energy. It's fuel for your cells. And if you're taking cholesterol medication and the CoQ10 levels start to drop, which they will, now the cells are not getting the fuel that they need to work. And so many people report when they're on statin drugs, I'm so tired. I'm so weak. I'm losing muscle mass. And the danger of that is not just that you're tired. The heart is a muscle. And the heart needs CoQ10. 
So if you're not giving the heart CoQ10, it may not function properly. And there are many reported cases of patients dying of their heart stopping. They didn't have a heart attack. The heart just stopped because it didn't have enough CoQ10. My father is a perfect example of this. My father uh, was given a medication because they said he might possibly have some signs of maybe getting prostate cancer. Now, somebody famous once said, no man's a prophet in his own hometown. And boy, is that ever true. So I spoke to my dad about it. And he said, well, I'm going to take this medication they're going to give me. It's going to shut down my testosterone production. And so testosterone, the doctors felt, were, could feed the cancer, possible cancer, in his prostate. And so if they shut down his testosterone production, well, then the cancer wouldn't grow. I get the logic, but my father also had a heart condition. Now, he told the doctors he had a heart condition. This is not a secret, okay? He had rheumatic fever, and his heart was very large. He had a weak uh, mitral valve. They put a mitral valve a replacement in. So the doctor gave him the medication. Shut down his testosterone. I remember going to see him right before he passed. I didn't know he was going to pass. It was a surprise. The hair fell off his chest. My father was always a muscular guy. Muscles got weak. And I thought, Dad's just looking old. But it happened like almost overnight. A few weeks later, my father fell off the couch and he died. Well, when I did the research, I found out that you should have never, under any circumstances, given a person this medication to shut down testosterone production if you have a heart condition, because we know you need testosterone to make the heart work. And so he died. Now, did that cause it? I have no proof of that. But it sure seems strange that he was perfectly fine, took the medication. A few weeks later, he's laying dead on a, in the living room floor. So drug interactions can be an issue. So if you have a condition, there are certain medications you shouldn't take. And that doctor screwed up real bad, in my opinion. So just be careful and make sure you report everything to your doctors, and then you can do the research as well. We have the internet now. Yes, sometimes good, sometimes bad. But if I'm taking this medication, what interactions or what contraindications are there to not have it? We're chiropractors. My team of doctors, we're chiropractors. We have medical people on board. And so we work on trying to get the patient well. But we always want to get the patient history. If a patient has cancer of their spine, and they now tell us, and we don't find it, and we go in and adjust them, that could be a problem. It's never happened, because we take really good histories. That's why there are some doctor's clinics you walk in and they'll just start treating you. Chiropractic, medical, I mean, these, these walk-in clinics for a couple of bucks, they'll lay you down and crack your neck. Very dangerous, extremely dangerous, because they don't have any history on you. They don't know what's going on with you. So my grandfather always said, you get what you pay for, and that's true. So. Be careful, tell the doctors the whole history so that we know what's going on. We want to get you well. We want to get rid of your neck pain and back pain and shoulder pain and headaches and numbness and tingling. And my team of doctors are really, really good at doing that. But every now and then, there's a patient that comes in and says, listen, we're, you're not going to be a chiropractic case. We need to refer you out and co-manage your case. It's rare, but it happens. So make sure you give the doctors and the pharmacists all the information you have. Other things that can be an issue with, with statin drugs uh, and other medications. Uh, green leafy vegetables, such as spinach and kale, they're very high in vitamin K. And vitamin K pose risks to patients who are being treated with blood thinners. Now, they give you blood thinners to prevent stroke, if you have a weak heart. And eating high levels of these vegetables can counteract the medication's effectiveness. So this is where I want to talk about Dr. Joe's Supergreens and Dr. Joe's Essential Source. It's the minimum supplements you should be taking every day. They're two powders. I mix them together. They taste amazing. I couldn't imagine a day going by without that. But they are, the super greens, essential source, I'm sorry, is high in vitamin K. So when a patient comes in and they tell us, Dr. Joe, I'm taking blood thinners, 
I will say, here's how we're going to deal with this. And this is what your medical doctor should tell you as well. Once you start taking, if you're eating salad every day, if you're eating super greens and essential source every day, tell the doctor, listen, I'm going to start doing this, monitor my blood. And then you can change the medication to meet my healthy lifestyle, as opposed to altering your healthy lifestyle to meet the medication. Does that make sense? So if you're doing that, take it for a few weeks. Doctor can take new blood work and say, yeah, you're right. We need to alter the medication. The good news is this. Most of the patients that when we get their chiropractic care uh, managed, we get their nervous system working properly, we work on their digestive system, we get them on a good diet, we get them on supplements, most patients are able to reduce their amount of medication because they're getting healthy. Why do we take medication? Take medication because something isn't right. And uh, I had a patient one time, he's a dentist, he came in and said, Dr. Joe, what's the difference between medication and poison? I said, what? He said, dose. Right amount of dose, perfect. Too much, kill you. My father's a perfect example. So we've got to be careful about that. And if the body gets healthy, we can start reducing, hopefully, the medication, not increasing it. Because once again, the difference is dosage. When it comes down to maintaining a careful balance, when you're using things like anticoagulants or blood thinners, uh, they're known as warfarin generically. Warfarin is adjusted to your diet. So again, if you're eating three salads a week, you need to continue to maintain consistency and balance and food isn't the only thing to be cautious about when taking blood thinners. So-called anticoagulants, uh, vitamin supplements, can also disrupt a carefully balanced dosage of the medication. Antibiotics and common pain relievers can cause the blood to thicken. So it's not just vitamin K, antibiotics. Uh, you're taking pain pills. So on the flip side, some over-the-counter medications used to treat cold and allergy symptoms can cause the blood thinners to become more potent thin the blood even further. So in the case of statin-based cholesterol medications, grapefruit and pomegranate, we started there a couple of minutes ago, can be a dangerous mix. Fortunately, patients who want to keep eating these fruits can be treated with alternatives. There are other consumables, such as alcohol, can also have an impact on the medications due to the way it can change the liver's ability to filter medication through the body. Your liver is a filter. Everything you eat, everything you breathe, everything you drink is filtered out through the liver. So if you have a bad diet, if you're eating what I call the seven deadly sins, alcohol, meat, sugar, dairy, coffee, soda, artificial sweetener, breads, cookies, cakes, donuts, pastas, if you're eating these foods, it puts a stress on the liver and the liver can become clogged up. You might get something called fatty liver. Now, when I went to school, I was taught if somebody has fatty liver, it's alcohol, you got an A on the test. Now we're finding non-alcoholic fatty liver syndrome. If you go to our website, drjoe.com, Listen to the show we did on cholesterol. Non-alcoholic fatty liver syndrome is now due to things like sugar, specifically high fructose corn syrup. Where do we find high fructose corn syrup? Everywhere. It's in everything you're eating. So you've got to eliminate the high fructose corn syrup out of the body, take the stress off the liver. If you do have a bad diet, if you do do alcohol, if you do do medications, that's when I recommend Dr. Joe's glutathione supplement. The glutathione can help the liver heal. The liver is the fastest healing organ in the body. We just have to take care of it. So if you're doing things that are causing problems, just consider what can I do to get better so hopefully I don't need those medications anymore. Even simple things like salt. It's so widespread in our food supply, that can take a toll because it increased the amount of fluid we retain in our body and that can render medication dosage inadequate. It's just the way the body processes nutrients and elements. Foods and drugs are are just different elements and for different purposes. 
but it's all handled in the same process. It gets absorbed, it gets processed, it gets broken down. So if, you're overwhel if you overwhelm the system in one way, it can have an effect in other ways. A key for cardiovascular disease patients is be aware of the risks and maintain regular communication with your healthcare providers. Keep your doctor known about any dietary formulations you're taking, including medications and supplements. If you have any questions, you can always send me the question through the website, drjoe.com, and either me or my staff will be more than happy to answer your questions. Our goal is to naturally get you well and keep you well. So folks, I'm Dr. Joe Esposito. What's the website again? drjoe.com. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening to For the Health Fit. Remember to subscribe to this podcast and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. You can also listen to and call into my radio show live Sunday evenings from 7 to 9 Eastern Time on wsbradio.com and on the WSB Radio app. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working... The HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.